E-N. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Wrapping up the trade week uh, with a new month, obviously, as we are into the month of July. Taking Monday off for the 4th of July holiday. So a three-day weekend to kind of think about the craziness that we saw in a Friday trade. As we know on the grain sides, a big drop took place. A lot of sell-off may be taking place. But on the livestock side, definitely nice to see that positivity working right back into the marketplace. We're going to get all the details about what's happened with the markets today. As joining us is Kyle Bumstead. Kyle with Allendale. And we look at what the markets have been happening today. Let's kind of start out with this livestock side of it, Kyle, because obviously... uh, Looking at the cattle, end of month, new month positioning, what was your feel for what we saw in the trade? Well, thanks for having me back, Susan. It, uh, it was definitely nice to see here. last couple of days have been interesting, uh, and uh, no pun intended, but the open interest has uh, had some noticeable swings here, especially in the live cattle here the last couple of days here. Thursday uh, from Wednesday's session, the open interest is up 3,144 contracts. And if we look at that session here on Wednesday, we were down, uh, we were down across the board. And then yesterday's session coming in today, we were up 3,235 contracts. So typically when we've seen bigger open interest swings, uh, it's been when the market's getting ready to make somewhat of a change. So, uh, rightfully so, we did see some things happen here. It was also July option expiration today for the July options here. And those are based off the August live cattle. We've also got the uh, Goldman Sachs Commodity Fund index roll happening. So some of that open interest change may have been some of those funds positioning and moving some of their position a little bit early, some of the smaller funds doing some of that. But what I really liked here was uh, so far this week, you know, cash was able to, uh, you know, at least stabilize here in the south a little bit. We did gain to that 138 area. So you talk about the south, and I know that there has been a lot of talk about the mm-hmm. north being so extremely current, uh, the south not so much. What are you seeing when it's north versus south on available cattle for this cash market? Well, you know, the old adage is when the northern packers go south to buy cattle, that's uh, that's not bearish. And that's what we've seen here by some of these eastern Nebraska regionals. They've gone down into Kansas and they're buying cattle down there and shipping them north here. And the cost of freight on these cattle is not cheap either. So that tells me that uh, someone's got some demand here either for the fourth right around going into this uh, holiday season or holiday that we're coming up on here this weekend. And then there's probably going to be some coming out of the holiday season here for some quick ship, a little bit of quick demand deal type situation coming up here. And uh, I don't think that's bearish at all when you get to, when you get them going south to buy cattle. Looking at that, though, I mean, obviously there's the need for cattle to fill those orders in the north. How long is that going to continue? And are we going to continue to be more on the short bought side with very current cattle? That's a very good question, uh, Susan, and I, I wish I had a definitive answer for you, but I think a lot of the panic here this week in all of our markets has been tied back to recessionary fears. And everybody out there is going to say, oh boy, here he goes again, going to talk about people going back to, you know, using having beef as a luxury item and, you know, making their car payments and filling their car with gas versus buying beef. And I still think that that's a major factor when it boils right down to it, Susan. So what are we going to see? You talk about all those market influences that are happening from gas Mm -hmm. prices to just inflationary to the talk of the recession. Is that going to continue to eat away at this livestock when it comes to demand from a consumer side? 
I think that there is that possibility. Now, I, I, I do know that they're, you know, suspending the gas tax and things like that. And hopefully that, you know, that that's going to, you know, hopefully save some money for the consumer and things like that. But it really boils down to how much, you know, disposable income does a consumer have at the end of the day, at the end of the week when they're doing their shopping. Now, we did see some decent exports this week. I'd like to see a few more of those exports. You know, I'd like to see that export market prop up a little bit more and, and export a little bit more beef. I think U.S. beef is the best thing to put out there in the world and on the world market. But with this dollar rallying into a new highs like it has been, that becomes a question. Can other countries afford to buy our beef? All right. We're looking at some markets that are having some interesting factor trades. What do we see post 4th of July for this cattle market? Post 4th of July, the way we went home today, coming in here on Tuesday morning, I would expect us to, you know, extend our rally here just a little bit, depending on kind of what this grain complex does with uh, the drop that we've seen in the corn market, you know, dollar dollar sixty is what we've kind of seen come off this uh, corn market here in a short amount of time. These feeders really haven't done much. Now, on the uh, technical side of things here, the feeder cattle, like September and October feeder cattle, looking at those charts, they put in an outside week higher. So that is not bearish when it comes to some of those intermediate-term trends. We did hold a nice uptrend here in this October, and I'm looking at the October because it's going to start trading with a little bit more volume. Uh, August is going to uh, you know, fall victim to the roll here pretty soon, and August is going to get tied to the cash index. Now, Speaking of the cash index and feeder cattle, we've seen some really, really good sales up here in the Sand Hills, and they historically are really good sales. You know, the index uh, up there at Bassett, there are some really good cattle that come through there, and that really helped the index out here raise that index, uh, the cash index, $2.36 in one session. But we still got the board trading at 174.5 to 175 versus a 166, 166.5 index. So we're going to need to keep this cash market in the feeders rallying or coming up there or the board's going to lose some of this front end premium but the plummet that we saw in the corn market can that be at least a positive for a feeder cattle side of the trade i can see it as a positive for the feeder cattle but weighing on the back of my mind when i look over here at the live cattle spreads unless this cash market really stays with it and, and keeps rallying and keeps you know keeps enticing people to uh bring cattle forward here in the north what is my what's my motivation to move them early if I'm looking at like say a, a five dollar seventy five cent premium here uh, to hold those cattle out to October or you know my October cattle out to December and pick up another five seventy five something like that it it, it it's kind of bare spread the structure uh, has got the premium in the back as it has here for quite some time and that uh, with with cheaper corn that could incentivize these guys here in the northern plains to hold some cattle for a little bit. Which might be okay to try to get even more um, pay catch up a little bit, shall we say, within the market of the north. That, that is possible, but when you start holding cattle back a little bit, you do add a little bit of tonnage to the market. So that is something there that uh, we have seen in the past does happen. That is true. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue on the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Quick reminder, markets are closed on Monday in observance of the 4th of July holiday. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we hear a lot from our customers and dealers that we have a family feel to our organization. Just ask Doug Bartek, a Fontenelle dealer at Wahoo, Nebraska. I feel Fontenelle is very family-oriented. They care a great deal about their customers and provide updates on what could be occurring out in the field and what to watch out for. I feel fortunate to work with a great group of people who provide a quality product. For more on being part of the Fontenelle family, just go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide labeled or VN. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, continuing the conversation this afternoon with Kyle Bumstead. Kyle, of course, with Allendale. And we look we kind of talked the first half about some craziness and things that have been happening within the livestock market, which brings a lead uh, to coming back. Is there some spillover support um, that you might be seeing in this trade? There is a possibility. Now, history tells us uh, when we come back from the 4th of July, in some of our equity markets, uh, case in point, the S&P, we seem to put in somewhat of a rally here this first week of July. And uh, that kind of eases some of the consumer sentiment a little bit. And, uh, you know, they, they do, you know, think that they've, they they do get a different mindset here when they see stocks rallying, that uh, maybe everything's getting a little bit better and uh, maybe they will spend some more uh, money on some cuts of meat. Also, you know, we've been in such an inflationary mode here um, recently. If we go back to like a stagflation or recessionary type mode and uh, things come down in price, you know, we, we've always been under the impression here or under the impression here the last several months that we're out of food, we're out of, we're out of food, <clears throat> food products and raw materials. Well, if we start to ease those fears just a little bit, maybe we can get some of those consumer prices to come down a little bit and entice the consumer to spend some money. So looking at things here too, on the grain side of things, it's a very, very pivotal uh, weekend here for the grain trade. Typically, <clears throat> history tells us that we have seen a rally either going into the end of June and coming out of 4th of July weekend. Uh, we, we haven't seen a sell-off like this in quite some time in the corn complex, but uh, we are tied to weather, and I do think that uh, with some of these um, banks overseas and some of these governments kind of looking into commodity speculation, I really think that that uh, was one of the main drivers that threw the wet blanket on the corn and the soybean complex here the last couple of days. Couple that with, uh, you know, Washington and their ruling at the EPA and uh, the biofuels and things like that. That definitely did take the wind out of the sails of the corn and soybean market, Susan. Yeah, especially when you look at the chemical side of it as well, what they're talking about with atrazine. Um, there's a lot of outside market influences that are going to give you guys a chance to kind of smolder over them in the next three day holiday weekend. That is true. That is true. And I know a lot of a lot of people in the trade are going to be glued to the weather maps here tonight when they come out at six o'clock and then it's going to be noon tomorrow and it's going to see what kind of changes evolve with those weather markets here over the weekend. And, and it's probably a blessing that we don't have uh, markets on Monday night. We open up on Tuesday. So it's always nice to have that extra overnight session with no trade so we can open up and have, a, have an old fashioned heart open there on Tuesday morning at 830 and give people kind of some time here to kind of think about things a little bit over the weekend. Well, let's talk about thinking about things this weather map um the latest drought monitor is not a pretty one as we mm-hmm. have all known but having said that f- f- first from a livestock and then a grain perspective this dryness especially what we're seeing in the plains is that pushing more feeder cattle to town early i think it will i really do i really think it will um i've uh you know talked with some guys over east of me here that are putting up meadow hay right now and they say that the hay crop isn't near as big and uh, you're going to kind of get a chuckle out of it. He, he kind of gives the grain farmers a hard time because they've got the genetics there with the corn and soybeans, but we have no new genetics for the hay crop. So um, looking at that, uh, you know, feed is still kind of an issue that's on the back of a lot of our minds out here. Our pasture conditions, they're deteriorating rapidly. I mean, we can we can have some heat, yes, but when you get 40-mile-an-hour winds coupled with it, it just kind of dries that grass out. And out here in the sand hills, as we all know, 
once that grass is bitten off by that cow, it's done for the year. And, you know, it's got to wait quite a while for it to come back. Now, we did in some areas receive a small amount of rain here overnight, but it wasn't a widespread uh, rain event. So uh, talking with producers in parts of southwest Nebraska, northwest Kansas, northeast Colorado, and uh, out there in uh, southeast Wyoming, there is getting to be some calves weaned early. So the question is, are they going to come to town early when we start seeing these fall sales here pop up here? Or are they going to try to background those calves just a little bit, hold out for a little bit hotter market, maybe uh, you know put a little bit of weight on them? That's going to be the question. All right, let's talk about it from a grain perspective because obviously all eyes are going to be on uh, what is happening with this weather as the corn and the beans continue to struggle in many areas. That's right. They do continue to struggle in many areas. And like I said, we caught just a little uh, sprinkle of rain here overnight in this immediate area. And when you look at that uh, Nebraska rain map, it was very sporadic the way it looked. Down on the Nebraska-Kansas border had, you know, some places several inches, but then it was just, you know, 20, 30 hundreds across the state, enough to kind of just prolong it just a little bit, maybe give a little bit of a relief to that corn plant. But, uh, it is going to get interesting this weekend. I talked to growers across central Iowa, western Iowa, southeast South Dakota. Their rain chances are hit and miss right now. And what they had were big chances. They've kind of backed them off. And, uh, you know, last weekend we went home. They were looking warm and drier on the maps. And uh, then we caught that rain that went through uh, south central Illinois and uh, east, eastern and east central Iowa. They caught some okay rains over in that area, and that kind of got everyone sparked and said, well, we've got enough rain here now to get us to go up pollination and uh, tasseling. So the next big weather event that we're going to be looking at is that pollination time frame for corn. And uh, coming out of the weekend here, we're going to start looking at those 11 to 15-day maps a little bit closer to see where those ridge of high pressure is going to be. If there's going to be a ridge of high pressure, what kind of moisture is out there and things like that. Good. What? What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can call me here at the office at 308-708-7340. Kyle Bumstead's been joining us today. As always, we remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on The Rural.